Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Wait a minute. It's actually welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with... Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Tevin Pittman. Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen. Rudy Povich. Brittany Arneson. Amy Daniels. Good morning, Papa. <laughs> and Andy Brandt-Bernard. <laughs> thanks, Alex. And uh, thank you so much, Fawn. I had nothing to do with it. It was all yes. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The owner, one of the owners of Hubbard Broadcasting, Jenny Morris now refers to me as Bop Bop, thanks to Amy Daniels. Yeah, thanks for So, that. you know, so Amy. It's adorable. It Bop is. Bop is cute. Does okay. Amy have not have headphones on? Yes, she does. Yeah, I do. What are you doing? <laughs> just get used to her ignoring you, Tom. Yeah, what do you want? I, just, I almost called you Bop Bop. Hey, Bop Bop, what do you think? Bop angry. And by the way, I'd like the intro there, because the first time in the 20 years I've known her, or 15 or whatever the hell it is, this is my impression of Brittany trying to be serious. Uh, Brittany Arneson. Right. She <laughs> said it like that? she wasn't sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm still unsure if I was supposed to go. I, we were going yeah. counterclockwise, which felt wrong. Wait a yes, and the that fact one, that like I was behind Rudy felt wrong. Like I think I should get a higher billing. You uh, I'm gonna talk to my agent. There's a lot of things going on here. We're getting yelled here, at even though we're sitting. Yeah. Here I thought she was going to dial it back for the first show. Yes, yeah, she was. <laughs> I have notes. Why bother? Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. It's kind of interesting because I, I just referenced Ginny Morris, Ginny uh, Hubbard, when I met her when I was a little kid and all the rest of it. But if Ginny were in studio, that means the five women who run my life are now in that room, except for Ginny's not there. What do you think of that? Look, look at you being I'm, a feminist. Yeah. yeah. Look at, is, that a fe- is that a feminist thing? 
Well, that's I mean, what you are. Yeah, I mean, between <laughs> between you and listen, between you uh, empowering women and then five fighter pilots See, over the Super Rudy, Bowl. That's the thing. We actually empower him. <laughs> yes. So yes. that's yes. a little. I meant employing. If that's oh, what I meant go. to say. Yeah. 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 De- yeah there look you who go. We're, look who we're talking to. Yeah. Empowering. Well, that's women. exactly it. That's uh, it. It works out very very well. As a matter of fact. So Brittany, you were 21 when I thought you were like 17 or 18 when I met you. <laughs> I think 12. I think I met you when I was 20. Because I remember 20. I was trying okay. to lie to KQ that I was 21 so I could go to Vegas. And they were like, no, we have your <laughs> birth certificate. Um, no. But yeah, you, well, I think, okay, I can't remember if I started when I was 19 or 20, but I remember I would be on the overnight and you'd come in and I'd be wearing, of course, some ridiculous sweat outfit and you'd always be like, you know, radio, we used to dress up. What the? Come on. Step it up, Brittany. And you just walk uh, in, grab your papers, and walk out. And I'd always be, like, so excited. Like, there's our interaction for the day. Like, well, sorry. Tom, Tom lived in Zubas when he was <laughs> in radio. And so that, that was a big lie. And you should have called me. A, I could have told you. He Thank went you. to a charity event for my kid's school in torn shoes. That had, like, yeah. a gaping hole in them. They're like, are we raising money yeah. for him? It's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was hoping nobody would ask him for money. See, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. See. There you go. There you go. My mom and I talked once about hiring and somebody that we didn't know to go up to my dad in public and be like, "Sir, do you need help? <laughs> Are you lost? <laughs> Are you lost? Like, because of how he dressed? Yeah. yeah. It's like you okay, yeah. but you need a granola bar." That is yeah, so it's a, great. It's a good thing I don't think it's uh, what. What is, there's like an old saying about. A man's clothes are the reflection of uh, uh, some stupid thing like that, where it's the wife's fault if they look like crap. What? And I don't take it seriously. Yeah, there was some saying. You know that saying? I don't like it. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. It's terrible. I hate it. Don't say it. I don't know. I saw a guy last night in a leather hat and was like, I can't believe your wife let you out of the house with that dumb thing on last night. Does she not love you? This is Valentine's Day. The one night you should be honest with your husband and just say, please, not tonight with the leather hat. Yep. No. If you it. if you step out of the house looking a mess, it's like you either have bad friends or a spouse that just has given know, up. Doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Are he's dressing for the job he wants? He like like wants Which is like snake to be, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? What's <laughs> what would a leather Jones? hat job? Yeah. Jones. Yeah. It's true. So, Tevin, I have to ask you a question, because everybody keeps asking me this now that Tevin is going to be on the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want to say my stock is rising right now, but, you know, I'm up there. I got 883 messages about it this morning, so I think it's rising. Okay, perfect. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm but I, we got to come up with something, Tevin, because I'm not your stepfather. I'm not your father. What am I? I I'm kind of a pinch hitter. Is that it? A, yeah, we'll go pinch hitter, I guess. I don't know. That kind of feels weird to say out loud. Uncle Tom, just because of the whole black, the yeah, book. That's, that's not great. a great reference either. You can't go with Uncle Tom. No. Uh, surrogate father. I think that works. Oh, good. Surrogate father. Maybe. There you go. Yeah. That'll be my, the uh, sur- my surrogate son, Kevin Pittman. Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> that Let's also not. Will not Let's be not do that. Said. I'm going to veto that. You know what? No leather hats and no dad. <laughs> exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got the, the entire crew of the Tom Bernard Show. Is it the Hubbard Network? Is that what do you call it? The Hubbard? What, what is it? <clears throat> sure. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, thanks, Amy. Way to work that. real hard. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Use that. 
I'll let, God, you, I'll let Jenny know later that's what we're calling it now. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. I like that. That works for me. I was just talking to Bernie, you know, Bernie Lauer mm-hmm. over at Hubbard. I was just talking to him on the phone, and we were talking about how different people do different things. And Pat Eberts came over from uh, the shithole with me. Um, so what? He's not bitter Coming at in all. Hot. He's not bitter <laughs> at all. Shots no, just, fired. I, I was just talking about this bar we were at last night. <laughs> Called the shithole. Yes. <laughs> a lot of leather hats. Yeah. What's the name? A lot of leather hats are there. South yeah. Florida. So. A lot of that. But no, we were talking about, and I wanted to, wanted to run this by you because I was thinking of you guys um, <laughs> while, while we were going through this, but. You know, Pat Pat uh, came over with me, and Pat and I have been working together for 15, 16 years, something like that, and all the rest of it. And I was joking around about how different people approach. And Amy Daniels, you're in the middle of this whole deal because you have to deal with it all the time. But it's so funny. When I talk to Bernie, everything sounds really great, and he's very upbeat and very positive. And then I would go, so, Pat, how's the blah, blah, blah deal look? And he goes, ah, it's, it's about 75% there. And I'm like, well, I was just told by the other people that it's, it's 100% there. And he goes, I don't know. He's always got to keep that little edge to it. Do people do that to you? Do all salespeople do that? Well, we're optimists. And, you know, Pat will get there. He'll be an optimist, too. We just, everything's always <laughs> sunny, 95 and sunny in Hubbardland. Yeah, plus it's radio, and half the things that actually are 100% end up in the shitter anyway. Yeah. So what's the difference? <laughs> That's yeah. True. Yeah. It's all crap. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, but but I, and I'll say this in front of you guys. You all, everybody in that room, and obviously Catherine in this room. You've all made me so damn happy the last couple of months. I am so happy that I'm with the Hubbard uh, uh, Corporation, the Hubbard Broadcasting Corporation, or whatever the hell the name of the company is. But you guys have been amazing. But I, I will open up. Well, I guess I can't open up. We're already 15 minutes into the show, so I can't open with this. But so. <clears throat> We announced the partners on the show will be Brittany Arneson yes. and Rudy Pat. Okay, those are going to be the partners on the show. Right? I just found out. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. I got the rest of work. That's why you're here. You just found out just now. But here's my favorite part of it. So I said, yeah, Brittany's going to be. My whole family, oh, my God, we love Brittany. I get so, you're so lucky to have gotten her on the show. She's the best. Oh, my God, Brittany's just phenomenal. And Andy's wife, Melissa, goes, I think Rudy may be the funniest person I've ever heard on the radio. And I'm like, Jesus, what am I, in eighth place? Uh, that's really nice. That's very nice of her to say. And I 100% agree with everything she said. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, Melissa. Smart woman. Yeah, absolutely. The smartest one of the crew. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Now, and, and here's the thing, Tom. Like, I agree with you about Hubbard because my first oh. year with Hubbard Broadcasting – and this is such a weird thing to tell people. The first year with Hubbard Broadcasting for Christmas, Ginny put a nice little like personalized note with a little like piece of like a little box of Christmas candy. And it just said, thank you so much for being with the company. And I said, I don't think you got, and people were like, can you believe that we got a box of candy for Christmas? Like, what cheap-ass blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you guys have no idea how good it is to be with a company who even put a, a candy box in your mailbox for Christmas. Half the time, you work in these radio stations, it gets to be Christmas. You're like, so are we having a Christmas party? And management will go, absolutely, go ahead and plan it. Okay, so can we get a budget? They're like, well, whatever you plan on spending on it, feel free. I don't think people understand what it's like to work for Hubbard Broadcasting because I would not be here in this room if it wasn't for, first off, coming back to Hubbard and then also working with Tom. Because if it had been anybody else, I would have just passed. 
You are unbelievable to say that because I've been talking about the people about that. You literally wanted to get the hell away from the business, from what I understand. Yeah. I can't tell you what an honor that is for you to, to even say something like that. And look, I, I might sound really sappy and dopey right now, but I mean, every person, obviously, half the people in that room are my family, but the people who are not my family in that room, well, you kind of will be eventually, so what the hell's the difference? But it's, I have been happy since the day. You know, the Dan Seaman and I have been working on this deal for almost nine months already. Wow. Nine months we've been talking about doing this. Ever since they decided that I should leave uh, KQRS, uh, we've been talking about it. And it just worked out really, really well. Uh, but along the line, I do want to tell some stories about when, when it was revealed to the public that I was going to be leaving KQRS. I, of course, met with pretty much every. Well, I didn't meet with NPR. I don't know why they didn't reach out to me. Weird. <laughs> Shocking. It's really shocking. But you know what I find funny about that? Uh, I did talk. And by the way, um, there's a guy uh, over there. He's the general manager, I think. His name is Jeff Gonsales. He's very nice. Do you guys know Jeff Gonsales? I do. I do. Yeah, we yeah, used yeah. to work with Hi, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Never he worked at Hubbard, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. But he's just the nicest guy in the damn world. But the people <clears throat> up above him are a little odd. But I was thinking, out whack. matter of fact, I talked to him on it last night. Um, Oh, I, we can't work with Tom. He's just far too conservative, and it just, uh, it just, he's really conservative. Everybody keeps saying that about me. And, but let me point out something. I talked to three of my friends yesterday. Well, I didn't talk to one of them. I tried to get home. I couldn't get home. Three of my friends. Two of them are two of my best friends, and one of them is, is a, uh, I'm honored to be an acquaintance. We're friends, but, you know, I've, I haven't known him that long. So I'm Mr. Conservative. Last night I talked to Don Shelby who, by the way, will be coming in to, to take my place on March 2nd and March 3rd, so you guys will be working with him. Brittany, you worked with Shelby before, haven't you? Yeah, he's got a mouth on him. He's, oh, he can say the F-bomb. There's no doubt about that. He's got luscious locks, too, though. He does, but there's nobody more more liberal than Don Shelby. I love that man, though. He's one of my heroes. I told him, matter of fact, yesterday when we were hanging up, I said, you know, Don, if it weren't for you kind of being my idol when I was, you know, we were both back in the day and if it weren't for you sitting on the rooftop of channel four with me smoking cigars i'd have probably killed about five people by now so <laughs> he saved people's lives you know that whole deal then the second person that came up was uh garrison keeler and i had just gotten off the uh we were texting one another is there anybody more con- more more liberal than garrison keeler right right and i'm not yeah. holding it against him one way or the other don't get me wrong but then the trifecta one of my, I adore this man. He's a great friend and has been for 35, 36 years. Chad Hartman is a really good friend of mine. So I don't, why does everybody think I'm so conservative when most of my friends are not only liberal, they're liberal as hell? It's a testament to, you know, your, I don't know, temperament towards other people and what their beliefs are as well. Because I look at people like Bill O'Reilly and John Stewart, who are so polar opposite but yet can have these conversations where they get very heated and at the end of it yep. can shake each other's hands and then go to dinner that night and just forget about the last two hours where they sat screaming at each other. They can both walk away with yep. some civility. It, it really is a testament to like where I feel like a, a lot of society has drifted away from. Yeah, we need to get back to that. And, and by the way, I, I, we've talked about this with, you know, Brittany and I have talked about it. Rudy and I talked about it at lunch one day with Amy Daniels. Amy and I, uh, Dan, have talked about it. This is not going to be, like, the one thing I will say about the KQ show, it got way too political. And I, that was Dave Hamilton's idea, by the way. Everybody thinks that was my 
idea and we should do this. It was Hamilton's idea to do it, actually. <laughs> well, it was. I mean, he wanted. He was the one who wanted to take it that way. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It, it worked because it was the highest-rated morning show in America, so it did work. But I think people who really know me, and, and that would be in that room, I suppose, uh, my, my children and Brittany's known me the longest, but... I am not conservative in the least, do you think? No, but we are screwed, you know, because this show is never going to work if you're happy. So <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't do well yeah. for ratings. I'm actually terrified. <laughs> that is, that's bad news right there, man. No, I will be happy off the air. How about that? Thank you. I will. I'll bring, I'll bring the heat during the show. But uh, the amazing thing is that of all of the people, and, and again, Amy and Dan were the ones who started this whole deal, and Ginny Hubbard was right there, Ginny Morris. I, keep, I will always call her Ginny Hubbard because I've known her for, Jesus, 40 years or no. Hell no. I've known her for like 45 years or 50 years or some damn thing. But, um, yeah, I suppose it is 50 years because I met her when I started there 51 years ago. Dang. Um, I'm going back home to Hubbard Broadcasting after all this time. What do you think? Now, I should also point out, Catherine and I were watching, um, what's the name of it? Abbott, what? Abbott Elementary. Elementary. Abbott Elementary, which is hilarious if it's you haven't so seen funny. it. such a great show. But there is a woman on there. She's the, she's the one white woman on the show. She's got red hair, and she's almost an exact twin of Amy Daniels. You both got that horseshit <coughs> attitude, which I just love. <laughs> Thank wow. you. Lucky you. Wow. Last day with Hubbard. High remarks. <laughs> the best job I ever had. Last day with Hubbard. Oh. There you go. No, but you know that edge. You, Amy, you know you've got an edge. I don't know if it's horseshit. Yeah, I, yeah, horse I mean, horseshit was, I think, When I on. met you, Wrong I thought. Adjective, yeah. You this woman has a horseshit attitude. attitude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My mom would be so proud. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no. I have an but edge, no. but I'm lovable, right? You are. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. In between it yes, all. Yes, obviously. Thank you. Thank Once you. you shovel the horseshit away. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A, a heart of gold. Right. Yeah. I'm done with my temper tantrum. Once it up a little. My horseshit attitude, then I'm really nice. But, like, horses are great. They're great. Shit's not bad. It's everybody's got a Something could be the shit. That's good. That's yeah. good. Hey, the horse shit attitude. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. We fixed it. Yeah, we fixed you it. You did fix it. <laughs> you know, we've been on the show together now for about 20 minutes, and it sounds like we're having Christmas dinner together. <laughs> it sounds like everybody's, you know, everybody's contributing. Nobody's sitting back. That's the other thing that drove me nuts. People started, and I noticed this across America, by the way, people just sat back and they wouldn't comment unless they thought it was really important. It's like, What? Just act like a human being. Let's have a conversation, right? Yeah, let's get back to Christmas dinner if we could. I didn't yeah. realize we were going to say, where's, where's the food? Yeah. food? I'm usually eating on the show, but I got yelled <laughs> at. Yeah. professional. So yeah. never here on time, <laughs> eats in the show. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's highly professional. Yeah, I do have more. snacks in my pockets. Yes. If anybody right. needs But I think that more just shows your work ethic because you're eating through your lunch break. Oh, exactly. Yeah. See, yeah. That's, I'm such a hard worker. You are. Tom, Thank you. Do you mind if I ask you a question? I've heard this story from, from many people, and I've never had it confirmed. Confirmed, but did you meet Dave Hamilton at a Twins game at the Metrodome? Uh, yes, for the very first time. I talked to him on the phone a couple times, but I met him at the Twins game. He and I went to a Twins game at uh, the old Metropolitan Stadium, I suppose that was 45 years ago, something like that. Okay, because well, the story that I had heard was that he was in the stands and he was 
like four rows behind you, and he was listening to some loudmouth just scream at the players nonstop and was like, I don't know who that guy is, but I need to get him on the radio because he sounds interesting. And then <laughs> thus the Tom Bernard show was born. That's the story I heard. I, so there, But there was Pretty a Twins game, true. but it wasn't the, the way that he described it. By the way, the other guy tells that story is Pat Roycey. <laughs> it was also at the game and the loudmouth that we're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, okay, and yeah. Mike Gelfand, by the way, was there. Who got? And Gelfand got hit in the head by a foul ball. Dang! <laughs> oh, it's it's on brand for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is on brand for him, isn't it? <laughs> Follows his trajectory yeah. of life. I feel like Gelfand used to sound like George Clooney until he got hit in the head with that ball. <laughs> <laughs> his voice yeah, uh-huh. it's like Homer Simpson with the crayon up his nose. They take it out, and he's a he's a brilliant genius. And they stick it back so we can go back to being dad. Yeah. Huh. He is one thing I love is when Andy and and Gelfand have a conversation because the rest of us cannot understand one goddamn word they're saying. Well, that's because you haven't had the diseases we have. So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, never been treated for the things that we've been. So it's uh, talking uh, about the any... latest in anti-emetics and stuff. Right? No, you do. You do. That's exactly right. <laughs> Amy, one of the great things about because this was your idea to bring everybody in today, right? That's you. Me? Yeah. 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 No, it was your idea. Well, well, I mean, we talked about it, yeah. But you know what? Already, like I said, we're 25 minutes into it. Already, I can tell the show is going to be a huge hit. You know why? Because we sound normal. We sound human. We're having fun. This is right. This is not bullshit radio. It's going to be great. Yeah, I love it. Also, one of us is not trying to do another radio show in Montana, so we. Um, oh, that's good. I'm kidding. I love him. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I love him to death. I, that's an inside yeah. joke. Not, We're playing uh, a little inside is baseball. That a no, he's a good dude. Yes, he's a good dude. I like him. I am one thousand percent here just for the like rivalry of KQ and Hubbard. That's like I feel like every time KQ gets said, like lightning's gonna strike us. Oh, like, nothing to see here. here. I'm a, yeah. Nothing to see here. No comparison no whatsoever. It's gonna be all It'll about be fun and humor, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. We love it. Yeah. No, this show's gonna be all about fun. Piss on the politics, like I said. Who cares? So so here's here's my view of politics. You wanna know how locked in I am on politics? I adore both men. I think the world of them. I got Don Shelby on the left, and I got Mike Lindell on the right. Can you get any further apart? No. No, no you cannot. Although I suppose if I said Donald Trump, that would have been even yeah. further. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Well, maybe not. Uh-uh. I don't think so. But no, I see. I love different kinds of. Be- the the one thing about agree with me or or hit the road, I don't like is how am I ever going to learn who I do like? Can't I sit and listen to other people and what they have to say and go, you know, that's a very very good point and you're a very smart person. I don't give a rat's ass about people's. Well, when they use them against other people, I don't like that when politicians do that to other people. You don't use your position to harm other people. You're here to make America better, not worse. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like uh, this is the one thing, this is the side of Tom that I feel like out in public when people say, like, because even at the Super Bowl, I had brought it up that I was going to be on the show, and a friend of mine was like, How can you work with such a misogynist? How can you work with somebody? How can you work with somebody who is just so evil and vile all the time? And I was like, The guy is nothing no. but joyful. I mean, Christ, he has cheese in socks. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I do have cheese socks. I don't know a man who can be angry. Who has cheese in socks? Sucks. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Well, and and Tom, where's the? I mean, I think that's what we we've arrived at is in 2023. Where's the win in even talking about any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's there no win none. there. What? Plus the fact, how would you ever <clears throat> arrive? The fact, I talk about how much I adore my wife every day. I love working with Alex. She comes in three days a week. I love that, and her children. Uh, Ginny and I have been... Where, how the hell am I, am I a misogynist? Explain well, that. The thing. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do. That's true. So yeah, you're right. stop caring about these right. people. Mm-hmm. And if you but were I, as bad as what people say, then you would have been canceled in today's culture a long time ago. Yeah. Well, the <clears throat> most annoying thing to me, though, right now, and it's been going on for about five, six years, is you say something, and whoever decides that they don't like it, they twist it yes. into a whole other thing. And you're talking about everybody, not just me, but that's everybody. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Oh, what he really meant to say was? Oh. It's like, why don't we just take them for what they actually said? Oh, it was hilarious. When I was uh, on that other morning show with Thomas Bernard. Uh, what, which one was I can't, can't remember off the top of my head. He was can't on the call letters, show? But I believe we it's were working to together. Me. It's dead to But, um... <laughs> Somebody on some. It is to the listeners too. <laughs> somebody on in some thing was writing an article on Tom, and they did so little research. And I know they were grabbing from yeah. the podcast too. They didn't even get anyone's names. They're like another second male voice said this. <laughs> so I was like, oh Are you gosh. that bad at journalism yeah. that you're grabbing so out lazy. You can't wait two seconds to get like somebody's yeah. name. It was so lazy. Well, well, and it's not like throughout the years when you've. Had had a long radio career like yeah. you've had things have transitioned and morphed into other things i mean yeah. when yeah. hamilton wanted you to do politics it's because that was kind of like a new thing to do mm-hmm. it, it was worked. new i mean it did work There's yeah no and when you were that. doing sports and you were um, ripping on the players that was a brand new thing to do because it used to be, and it still is most people just kiss you know all the athletes' butts. Oh yeah, back yeah. then it was all do. gee whiz, seventh place. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> we're just happy yeah. we have a baseball team. Yeah, exactly. You know that kind of stuff. And <laughs> you were ripping old and on it's them. It's a little boring, so yeah. you know. So and then that got a little, you know, that got, you know, overplayed. I think a little bit. So yeah. you transitioned into something else, and that's just the nature of communications. It's never it going to be yeah. about the same thing. And you're also going to say some stuff that's controversial. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to listen to NPR, where everybody agrees with everybody and talks like this, then that's what you listen to. You know, right. that's, but you, know, you had big ratings for a reason. Yeah, I, yeah, that's exactly. Controversy that makes people want to listen to it, whether they like it or not. It's, it's interesting. Oh, we have to take a break here because Rudy has to do with the show in Montana for five years. <laughs> yeah, he's actually itching to get out here. Well, I haven't he's said got anything. a cowboy yeah. hat that he has for transitions. <laughs> there yeah. you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, Tevin Pittman. Yes, sir. You're going to be on uh, this show and the morning show Me. every yep. Wednesday. Yep. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, it's just, I, the, the way this thing worked out, and Amy is the one, Amy and I worked and worked and worked, and Dan Seaman, too, by the way, don't, don't, don't get me wrong there, he worked his ass off, but we literally landed 99.9% of the people we wanted to, the only guy that wasn't was Mike Evans, and I'll never figure that out, but, um, Amy, describe Kristen Burt, now this audience knows Kristen Burt, because she's on every Tuesday. She is. Oh, she's just so lovely. I didn't know Kristen before you brought her to my attention, Tom. And then I 
I live a ways away, so I was on my long drive home, and I talked to Kristen, and she's just... She, the cool thing is she's got the cred. She, like, writes for a bunch of publications. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got connections in Hollywood. She knows what's going on. She's there for the award nominations, and she's a delightful human. So I think she's just going to be great. And we'll have her every day. It's good. She's on every day. She's gonna, instead of Mike Evans' Hollywood Report, it's going to be the Kristen Burt Hollywood bullshit or whatever she's going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out the title yeah, later. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll work, that, that's a working title. Yeah. Working title. Hollywood bullshit. We have... I want you to do me a favor. Oh, Wendy on the phone. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are okay. you? I tell you, thank God that uh, you guys have this uh, podcast so I can like listen a little later. I've been working so much lately. It's like, yeah, I'm usually listening to this podcast like at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but not today. So what's happening, Wendy? In a couple of months. Um, I just, you know, I'm telling you, Tom, you know, people are going to have their opinions and, you know, Sometimes people just like to be a-holes. Sure do. Like <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, I, 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 I read just out of, you know, curiosity. I was reading some the comment section on something. Uh, yeah. I think it was on one of the, uh, you know, uh, and, it, and it was like, and, and this isn't just comments on, like, your thing. This is like, you could go to a sewing forum. And all of a sudden, yeah. it turns into a left-right political, like you know, you know, it starts out, oh, you know, I'm wondering what kind of scene to use on this, and all of a sudden, it's like, if you use this scene, you're a liberal. It's like, wait, wait, back it up. <laughs> there is no, there is no politics in sewing. I'm sorry, it's just not, you know. And the thing is, if you like freak out too much over people or what people are saying, or you obsess. You're going to be like me. You're going to be on blood pressure medication. So yeah. it's, it's okay. Just ignore the haters because sometimes they just put out opinions like that to be contrary. Because I've seen people write comments like one one comment is they love you and the next comment is they hate you. It's like, well, would you take your bipolar medication and make up your mind? That wouldn't be all bad, no question about. It. Yeah, I, I yeah. Wendy. Uh, one thing that that we can use Wendy as an example, we got very lucky because on this show, uh, on the on the morning show as well, we attract a lot of very bright people. Like Wendy is a very very smart woman, and she listens anyway. What Hello. the hell's wrong with you, Wendy? Well, you know, I'm kind of. <laughs> I I get reception on your show. <laughs> Oh, that's why. It's the only I one I can it. pick up, Tom, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank and, you. And, you know, the, and, you know the, the thing is, it's like I listen to a lot of stuff. It's like, do I, you know, do I listen to your show? Yes. Will I listen to your new show? Of course. Do I sometimes, you know, sometimes listen to the show you left? Yeah. Variety's the spice of life, man. Yep, it's like I don't go. have to love it. I don't have to hate it. It's just, you know, got to be on to take me away from like the days where I just want to lose my mind and start swearing at my cube at work. Right. So yeah. that's why I work hybrid. I can go into my laundry room and swear and nobody hears but me. 
Well, Wendy, since you brought it up, can we go around the room and get everybody's favorite type of stitch? Because mine is a zigzag stitch. I'm more of a... Oh. I don't know about what kind of sew you guys like. I like controversial. I like a good buttonhole sew. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but that's where I like to go. I, I know righties like to do a back stitch. A lot of people yeah. on the right yeah. very into the back stitch, but I just want to know. We need some hot sewing talk on this show. I like a French... I like a French cap on my, you know, on You and me both, sister. You and me both. (laughs) You can swing it. Brittany, welcome. I'm so happy when I saw that Brittany was joining. Wendy, you mean me? Brittany has like, yeah, Brittany has like one of the super cutest babies in the whole wide world. Oh, Lord. Absolutely. She's so cute. Wendy, I love you. (laughs) Gogo needs to come on and like be part of the. Gogo needs to come on like a day a week and be part of the show. Well, Gogo also needs to know her place. I am the star, and she can work her way up. Right. So. Right. Very true. Y'all have cute kids because Alex's kids, gorgeous. Yep. Andy's son, gorgeous. What is it, you know? It's their grandfather. I'll have cute yeah. kids. It's, like my mom said, it's like my mom said with our kids. Like, you know, my sister and brother and I have kids. My mom's like, we got so lucky there's not an ugly one in the bunch. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah, that's that, it's an interesting statement, mother. Okay, sure. I mean, she's right, uh, but weird. All right, sister, we'll get back like, to work. I totally I will listen, and I wish you guys all the love and success. Thanks, you know? Wendy. You're the best. Thanks, my dear. Thanks a lot, Wendy. We'll talk gotcha. soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Wendy has been calling into every podcast and every morning show and everything we've ever done, and she's just one of those. She's a very, very bright woman. Not not for those reasons. I'm just saying oh, she is. No, <clears throat> those are the reasons. Oh, those are the reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Uh, coming up in four minutes is going to be a. I don't. It's not going to be a test because he's a great interview. Actually, we it's have coming our up very in zero minutes. Oh, is he on? He's already here. Michael's already on. Yep. Oh, good because he's a great. God, then Michael. Michael got to hear me say that he's a great interview, mm-hmm. so I'm glad to hear that he was on already. Uh, our very special guest, Michael Berryman. How you doing, Michael? Doing well. I woke up this morning. Everything worked. I didn't fall down. You didn't <laughs> fall down not even once. Not once. <laughs> well, it's great to have you back on the show, Michael. It's all Thank good. A Michael Berryman memoir, in my own words. It's on Amazon, of course. Uh, again, it's all good. A Michael Berryman memoir. Michael Berryman was born into a family unlike most. With a neurosurgeon father and a nurse mother growing up, he had to deal with physical ailments that were rare, making it hard to fit in with his peers. Michael, how tall are you? Uh, six foot two inches. Um, was that way in high school? And stop growing after that 
I don't imagine they gave you too much trouble because you're a big fella. I would I would imagine you didn't get eating it too much heat, did you? Well, no, uh, actually, you know, um, in my memoir, I talk about uh, it's just under 200 pages, but it's about uh, this young boy and uh, his life up to um, after Cuckoo's Nest. And then I'm going to do a part two, which would be where I would cover all the wonderful people that I've met and worked with in, in the industry. I wanted the first this uh, first uh, uh, volume to be um, from the perspective that you're sitting, as I describe it in my book, uh, the reader will be inside the head of this child. Like the comfortable chair in your head from the perspective of where you and everybody views the world and all that input coming into us and things that we see and hear and, and, and people that we uh, share and interact with. That is the home base. That is the dugout in the mind and the experience of this young young boy. And so I carry that, um, the, the, the youth, um, all the way through up into you know like uh, my mid twenties, because um, there are, there are there, there's some wonderful sayings. One uh, when you read the book, you'll you'll learn about Sophie, my grandmother, and she was just so full of wisdom, and she would say things like this: um, "Be childlike, not childish." Well, uh, my father was a brilliant brain surgeon, went to Ground Zero, Nagasaki, Hiroshima, oh. the Marines. Comes home safely. We didn't know he was radiated. Of course, I was born premature, had to have my skull reconstructed, I had medical issues throughout my whole life. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a DNA of, uh, from the radiation, thank you so much. My, my mother actually had three miscarriages after me. God. So really? yeah, there's an effect. I, I, I'm not. I'm an. I am an advocate for humanity rising and people being able to sleep at night with not one eye open. I'm not a fan of war or armed conflict. Uh, um, not a fan, but uh, I will definitely defend my my friends and families and uh, uh, you know fr from harm. That being said, um, I was a child of the '60s. Went to college in the mid '60s, early '70s. You know, people gave us, you know, some went along, some said, oh, you're troublemakers, you know, and if you're going to throw out words, you're a communist, socialist, whatever, get a dictionary, get, get a big dictionary, learn what the words are, and have an intelligent conversation. Right. Um, my, my Aunt Peggy uh, would always uh, give me a book when they'd come over for Easter or Christmas or holidays, Thanksgiving, and she was uh, Scottish. And she had that tight jaw, and she had a little twinkle in her eye. She was brilliant. She was a, char a charged nurse, and her patients got the best of care. My point being, she she gave me a lot of great things to read. Science fiction, for instance, H.G. Wells. I believe science fiction writers are, are they're not prophets, but they're looking into the future, and, and, and they tell a cautionary tale. What I mean by that is, if you have a crayon, write down Edgar Rice Burroughs. And uh, uh, he did an anthology of short stories. And one of them is called The Machine Stops. Now, if you've seen Logan's Run or uh, any of those types of movies or Soy and Green, uh, this resonates in the same manner, but it's even more, uh, it's, 
it's deeper. The machine stops. I, uh, I can tell you a little bit about it, but I'm not going to. I'm just saying you want to read that short story. Uh, she also gave me a book one time, and on the cover was a dog, and, and, and it was called Beautiful Joe. Now, Beautiful Joe is a, a brown dog that uh, some guy was mean and took an axe and chopped his tail off and, and most of his ears, and, and then he found a loving home. Now, she sent me, she gave me that book for the obvious reason. I looked different. I, I was teased as a kid. I had really, really good friends. I still have to this day. Uh, school, there was issues and tissues and things I dealt with. I also had a short fuse. But, and I had a friend with polio who walked with, uh, uh, you know, metal braces, sort of clanky like a robot. And right. um, I wouldn't put up with any kind of uh, teasing or harassing. I had plenty myself, but I got through it. I'm not saying it was always easy, but it allowed me to uh, have that uh, grit. Um, it, it doesn't solve your issues or, or problems. It helps you get through and you have to believe in yourself. Um, I met Rod Serling uh, many years ago, and, and, I, and I, we had a wonderful conversation. We were at a Baskin Robbins about 8 o'clock at night. He had just done a, uh, a taping of uh, the Night Gallery. And I thanked him. <laughs> well, I'll be very honest. My, my brother and I had, uh, had a little smoke. And we got the munchies. Oh. So we went to, we went to uh, 31 Flavors Get Ice Cream, and there was Rod Serling. And I told my brother, go, that's Rod Serling. And so my brother goes, doo, 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 and he runs Great. away. And I go, oh, that didn't work out very well. So we stopped him at his car, his nice little Lincoln, his driver was there. And I said, um, we're just kind of thrilled to meet you. And he says, that's okay. What's going on? And I said, well, I want to thank you. And he, he says, thank me for what? And um, my rapid synapses between my ears, uh, my father being a brain surgeon and being a little high and, and, and being um, overwhelmed with uh, this brilliant person in front of me, I wanted to say something intelligent. So here's what I said. Uh, I want to thank you for your brain. And he goes, holy shit. And he's trying to get away. And I go, no, no, no. I'm just a little nervous. And, and he lights up another cigarette with chain smoker. I wish he had. Of done course that. he did. Yes. Five packs a day. Yeah, yeah. And so here's what he says. He says, take a moment, take a breath, let it out. What are you trying to say? Just like that. And, and I'm just <laughs> laughing at myself. And I go, you tell good stories. <laughs> and we all started laughing. And, and, and he takes a cigarette out of his mouth. And he goes, looks us right in the eye. And he goes, puts his foot on the bumper of the car. And he goes, which one? Story? Are you kidding? I have every one. I have the, the big set. And I said, well, the hen-packed husband would like to read books. He worked in the bank, you know, and then there was a bomb. And then, uh, he, you know, it, it had the irony of, you know, he breaks his glasses and he has everything lined up. And, and, and so uh, Rod Serling knew about the human condition, you see. And to me, that is what is most important. It's like when I worked with Brandon Lee on The Crow, uh, we had a lot of conversations about Bruce Lee. And uh, I remember talking to Brandon and I did the whole thing about uh, uh, when Bruce is going to Han's tournament and it's Lao's time, uh, the young boy he's teaching uh, martial arts to, and he says, kick me, and he goes, not with anger. It's like taking your finger and pointing it to the stars. Don't oh. focus on their finger or you will miss out on all of that celestial glory. So it, it's those little 
slivers of um, philosophy and, 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 and awareness um, that, that helped me uh, through uh, relatives and friends to create a structure that, that would support me. Like people say, you know, I, like to, I, always, I would always, uh, when I was younger, I'd always uh, go barefoot. There's something about, you know, okay, my feet are touching the earth, there's magnetic fields. No, we are one with nature. We go back from dust to dust. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is perspective, point of view, and, and, and what you accept as reality. And you, we make decisions and we do the best we can. So, hey, we're all in this together. Michael, I got to tell you something. Like I told you, Michael's been on the show several times, and I love it when I see your name on the docket. Uh, I, I, let me say a couple of things here first. Uh, in 1948, Michael Berriman was born, diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder called hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia, which resulted in a lack of sweat glands, hair, and fingernails. This condition blessed him with a unique and unforgettable visage, making him one of Hollywood's most recognizable characters. Movies like One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, The Hills Have Eyes, Weird Signs, The Devil's Rejects, and many, many, many more. But I wanted to read all of that, Michael. Michael, because one of the reasons I think the world of you uh, is you could have sat around and go, oh, poor me. Look what happened to me. Oh, I feel so. You didn't. You stepped up. You acted like a strong human being, which you are. And I just I've always admired that about you, Michael. I've always loved that about you. Thank you. It's true. Um, I have ups and downs like any but I am human, you know. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would like to, uh, by, by the way, we, we're starting a new morning show uh, on Monday on the, the Hubbard Network in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And uh, if anybody in, in studio has a question for Michael Berriman, because uh, I'm telling you, it, there are so many things that we've talked about over the years, Michael. And and, uh, yeah, and your book, by the way, I, I got to get to, it's available on Amazon and everywhere, correct? That is correct. I'm going to uh, pass it. This is what it looks like. That's my father, sister, and me. And like I said, it, it's my memoir, and it's available on uh, Amazon, hardback, paperback, and uh, Kindle download. We're going to do a, a, a big um, a, a announcement more so in uh, my industry through my manager, but uh, that's uh, later, a little later on. Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook, TikTok, and uh, Instagram. and. Um, I remember I, I did a, a one little uh, excerpt, a couple of paragraphs. I got two million views. I just wish yeah. they all would buy the book. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, that'd be good. I really wanted to make the memoir um, about the boy. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I did bump my uh, I, I bumped my head the other day. <laughs> <laughs> the dog, the dog distracted me, and I caught the cover. But hey, what are you gonna do? Um, but uh, thank you for that. It, it's it's always a pleasure to, uh, to converse with you because uh, um, I, I like I like to talk to people that maybe at one point in their life they had a library card. And I think you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe Michael is a possibility? No, I, I just I just don't understand people. They got everything in the world but one thing, and because they don't have that one thing, they're miserable. Why don't we focus on the 99 percent that is wonderful instead of the one percent that isn't? How about that? Right. Uh, that is correct. Here's another little thing that, uh, okay. Um, uh, okay. Here, I, I've done this thousands of times at conventions. All right. right. Take, take, do this with your hand. Okay. You have a thumb. Okay. Yeah. Now your, your thumb comes from inspiration. 
right? And remember, what you put out with that inspiration will come back at least three, threefold. You know? Mm-hmm. No, ab- absolutely. Little, little zingers like that just kind of make, make my day, you know? So, because, yeah, I mean, especially these days, things are so weird. It's, it's turning into uh, uh, IA. We're all going to be replaced by uh, robots or computers. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, and, but um, that's why I liked uh, science fiction, like I said. And that's why I liked uh, uh, Rod Serling's uh, uh, Looking Into the Future. Now, there, you mentioned uh, uh, Minneapolis. A uh, uh, big shout out. To, uh, I have a lot of wonderful friends in that area. I love it. Um, now, there was a Canadian futurist uh, when I was at the university, and um, he wrote a book called The Machine Stops. I highly recommend that one, too, because it's very, 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 very interesting. Hey, Michael, um, uh, sorry to interrupt you. My name is Rudy. Uh, I'm part of the uh, Tom Bernard podcast. I'm looking at your IMDb, and you have some yes. massive movies on here, like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, obviously, as Tom brought up, The Hills Have Eyes, which you were probably most recognized for. A lot of horror films on here. What did you do on the television series Elf? <laughs> and where okay. did that and come from? Alf that I was on. Uh, I, I'm wearing a lab coat. I'm a scientist, and Alf is in a like a plastic rectangle. And I and, and of course we don't know what he is or, or or anything like that. So I'm trying to feed him different foods to see how he reacts. And I give him some celery, and he goes, "What's this? Hey Boris, what's this stuff? I don't eat celery. I eat cats." Meow. You know? <laughs> oh. It was, it was just a, a silly moment, a lot of fun. Um, I got to do a Scooby-Doo episode where um, I Could Be Friends With You was the theme song, and we're all singing it, all the various characters. And, um, <laughs> okay, uh, for the scene, I had to sit underneath a wooden round table that separated, and there was room for my head to pop out, and they kind of closed it because... My head is in the middle of a giant birthday cake. Oh, <laughs> and just singing, singing the awesome. song with the rest of the uh, people uh, uh, in the scene. So sometimes you never know what's going to take place when you're shooting the scene. When I did a, uh, a pickup shot for the Hills Have Eyes, Wes Craven, Peter Locke, very kind, great, great guys. They needed the pickup shot where uh, um, the, the, dog, the dog is, you know, chewing on my... Uh, on my neck and you know kills me um so we, we needed to clean that up so i'm laying we go to malibu beach we're on the beach and uh, i'm into my pluto outfit and uh we're, we're getting ready for the shot and i'm laying down and and i'm looking and i see uh, like a 10 foot tall seven up bottle kind of walking uh, uh, uh across my point of view and, I, and i'm going I go, what is that? And he goes, oh, well, it was in the winter. And he goes, oh, it's a Canadian television show doing a 7-Up commercial, and they're so happy to be down here on the beach instead of up in the frozen tundra. Um, you, you just never know. I, I, I killed George Wendt by accident in, um, when um, I yeah. do a Tales from the Crib with uh, uh, Roddy McDowell. Um, I, I actually had a movie, uh, I forget what scene it was. I actually got to lay down in the coffin. Uh, they're really mm-hmm. quite, quite comfortable. <laughs> Oh, well, they're comfortable. You, you, you Good never know what you're doing next. That is true. Michael, you need to keep coming back because I just have, love having you on. You're just a straight-ahead guy, and I'm very, very proud of you because I, I just you're such a such a gentleman and a, and a very strong person, and I really <laughs> admire you, pal. Uh, well, th- thank you for the kind words, and 
you are correct. You're a very wise man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Michael, thank you, sir. Have a great day. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Michael Berriman, ladies and gentlemen, he's been on a billion times. But seriously. He is a perf perfect example, a prime example for me of people, oh, this happened to me and that happened to me. Um, Rudy, you were just looking at his pictures. Mm -hmm. He does not look like a hell of a lot of other people no, because of not, his condition. Yeah, no matinee good looks coming from this guy. Yeah, no. I, I have another friend of mine who has the same condition. And talk oh, really? about Yeah, and talk about two different paths because Michael, as you mentioned, decided to just like, no, I'm going to go out and be a Hollywood star. My friend of mine who has this condition works at Arby's in Viroqua, Wisconsin. So not much as he kind of took the path of like, we're not going the same route as Michael Berryman, unfortunately. You guys didn't laugh at the Arby's in Viroqua, Wisconsin. Okay, because, never mind. <laughs> Yeah. Never mind, never mind. Okay. Okay. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know yeah. that I like Arby's. Yeah. 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 You are a big fan. Free beef and cheddars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, for him. Curly fries for Yeah. 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 Uh, he's got an amazing IMDb, though. But did you guys watch that television show, Elf? Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. You're saying yeah. it's Elf, but you should say it Elf. It's Elf. That's what I'm saying. You're saying it Elf. I thought you meant like the Christmas movie. You're saying Elf. You're saying Christmas. I was like, there's an Elf TV show? I'm very excited for this. I think Rudy can't pronounce his E's. That's what I just learned. Or A's. A's. I just can't learned that. A's. I just learned that too. Elf. I guess that show was a piece of garbage. Okay, though. Wasn't take it wasn't a piece of garbage. Well, I was confused as why the elf was going to eat Me cats. Too. <laughs> like, that's, I was like, whoa. I have an elf this? costume. Oh. Which you have an elf costume. Of course yes. you do. Now, which one? A-L-F or E-L-F? We have to be very specific. Elf. Okay. Elf. 
Okay. Did Alf. you know that he was in, Michael Berryman was in the 1985 Motley Crue video for Smoking in the Boys Room. Dang. Isn't that great? And the introduction of the man song, Home Sweet Home. Huh. Who knew? Mm. The guys worked a ton. Yeah. yeah actually, I, uh, it's too bad he had to leave because I'm sitting here in the producer's room surrounded by about 500 computers. And I wanted to ask him, how do I get in on that no sweat glands thing? Right. <laughs> how can I make it happen? How can Botox. I make it happen? Kills right. your sweat glands. I know that. You could just, just shoot Botox your whole body. <laughs> so hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look really Great. good for you. Look like a rubber Amy, person. Yeah. I have a prediction for you. What's that? This show is going to be huge. You do? I think so, too. Uh, honest to God, this, this show is how shows should should go. Everybody is happy. Everybody's interested. I uh, just got a text message. Uh, James Patterson wants to be on the show, so I need to turn it. Now, who the Rudy, you're, you're the actual producer of the show, correct? Yes. So will you be talking to the art seers and premieres and all those people of the world? That, that'll be you talking to them? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you can send that to me, yeah. Okay, I, I can send that over to you. But, yeah. uh, James Patterson has about, what does he up to, about 75,000 books? What, what's he got? Uh, he's just a maniac. maniac. Let's see. Very yeah, but was he an elf? Let's find out if he's an elf. Finally, say it right. Rudy, congratulations. Tenth the charm. Rudy. Do you feel a difference? Because I feel it. <laughs> yeah. I do. Thank you. Oh, God. Feels great. Well, no, the, the reaction to today's show has been pretty amazing. Just checking some stuff. But uh, yeah, James wants to come on, so I will pass that along to you, and we'll uh, arts. He's through. You got you did well, art series before, haven't you? I have. I've yeah, opened. no, yeah, old art. Yeah, yeah, art's a great guy. Art and they Jim. do a very nice job. Yep, yeah, looking forward to it. Magnificent. So yeah, we'll get because uh, James is a great guest. I have a very quick story for people, and I know a lot of people listening to the show have heard it before, but some people in the studio have not. Many many years ago, twenty maybe twenty five years ago, I'm going to this place called Breakers West in West Palm Beach, Florida, to play some golf. And they pair me up with this other guy, and we play 18 holes, and neither one of us played very well. And it was just kind of, but it was really nice. They had a great conversation, just had a wonderful time. And so at the very end, he comes over, he goes, Tom, it's great playing with you, and I hope I run into you again soon. Let's, uh, let's play again. I said, absolutely. The guy walks over to me and he goes, I didn't know you knew James Patterson. I said, what? He said, that was James Patterson. I said, I had no idea. He told me his name was James. He never brought up the Patterson part of it. <laughs> Funny. So I was with James Patterson for four hours and never knew it. But now uh, now he's he's another great guy. But that's the one thing I will tell you is I love guests like Michael Berryman and James Patterson. You keep going down the list of, of guests. Uh, matter of fact, we can kind of go around the table here, you know, with everybody in that in that studio. Have there ever been a, a couple of people where you sat down face-to-face -face with them and talked to them and, and went, my God, I never thought I'd get a chance to talk to somebody like that in my life? Have you ever been through that experience? Oh, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Like, 100% oh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, God. Yeah. That, and like, so wait, is this people that we want to talk to or that we have talked to? <laughs> no, well, yeah, I'm hoping we wanted to talk to, yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it's kind of sounded like you were talking about people that you've actually met before. Well, I right. mean, some of them, most of them were in studio. Yeah, that we've talked to on the show. Oh, on yeah. the show? Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't, I guess, yeah, it wasn't like that I oh, sat okay. and talked to on this show. But like, oh, no, no, just, no, no, no. Yeah, like talking to Dave Chappelle and like. It was surreal. Oh, so you actually yeah. did beat him? Yeah, he oh. was here doing a show at First Ave with um, Donnell oh, Rawlings sure. and Hannibal yep. Burris. And I was at the House Comedy at the time. And Rick was like, oh, yeah, those are my guys. So let's go hang out. And we went and saw a show, hung out backstage, maybe smoked a little bit and. 
Oh, you and Mike. Yeah, you know, we're, we're rubbish. You go to Baskin Robbins as well. <laughs> I love no, Baskin no Robbins. I actually looked it up. Please call back. We do have Baskin Robbins in the state, but yeah. I've never been to one. You've never been to one? Well, there's like two of them, and they're all a million miles away. I went to one in Florida, and I was like, this is it? There's a lot of options, though. Too many. Too many. Cold Stone. True that. Cold Stone. Well, you only need the German chocolate cake there, so. Mm. Uh, Last Mm. time I went to a Cold Stone, though, I was like, this is not It's not good. It's been a while. People to massage our ice cream first. Like, where did that come into play? A valid question. The last time I went to Cold Stone is probably like 10 years ago so yeah, yeah. might have changed since then it, I went this summer because I was like oh the kids have never yeah. been to a cold stone they they're going to love it though. they will sing the tip if you tip thing? them yeah. mm-hmm. no, I used to in high school I used to go to cold stone all the time I was like obsessed with it and Me I too. would say please do not yeah, sing no I hate it I I'm going to put money. this here you do not need to sing please do not sing I will pay you not to sing you just <laughs> drop nice. the money and run yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah put it in they ring the bell and I'm just out the door well it's like why would I want that I don't know. I'm my sister like in law. leaving you my change. I don't really need any, everyone to, in, the, in the store to be like, hey, I've look been at working that. And what do they the cold sing? Stone. Oh, oh, there's a cold, there's a cold <laughs> stone song. Mm-hmm. Okay, Just, now yeah. bringing it back, Alex, is there somebody that you've talked to that you were like, <laughs> holy buckets? I don't think we were finished talking about ice cream, Brittany. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Way to move it along, though. Yeah. That's good. I did bring a date one time to a Baskin Robbins, and she's, I had like a giant bowl of whatever in front of me, and she goes, oh, that looks delicious. I said, oh, would you like to try it? And she said, yeah. She reached up, and she grabbed a spoon from the counter and then stuck it into my ice cream and took a bite. And it was a used spoon. It was the used Aww. spoon bin. Oh, I, ne- I, I didn't have the heart to tell her. I just Ew. let her just throw it away and we had moved on. Did you let her get Ebola? No, I, I ate it. I mean, you know, the she herpes were worth it later. But yeah, it was awful. Well, her yeah. immune system's never been stronger. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It was Good awful. for her. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Rudy? What are you? Um, I've been fortunate enough to know a lot of people and work with a lot. But a friend of mine who's a comedian I'm actually on the road with tomorrow in Chicago had called me one day and said, hey, man, I got a friend of mine who was looking to have somebody do some work for him, like produce video clips and his podcast. And I said, oh, yeah. He goes, he's going to call you in like 20 minutes. So I'm sitting by my phone. I look. I get a phone call from Santa Clarita, California. I pick it up. I'm like, hello. Guy on the other end goes, hey, is this Rudy? I said, yeah, it is. He goes, hey, Rudy, Dana Carvey. Okay. Oh, oh wow! wow. Oh, yeah. And I worked for I Dana. I worked wow. for Dana Carvey for like four months, and there'd be times that we'd be on Zoom calls and we'd be like having production meetings, and he would be pitching jokes to us. And I'm like, "In what planet is Dana Carvey <laughs> pitching me <laughs> yeah, jokes?" Like, good like, one, Dana. Yeah, man. <laughs> I approve. Yeah. And then he yeah, would punch it up a little, Dana. Dana. Yeah. He would say something, <laughs> and if best. you didn't laugh, he would kind of get like. A little, not butthurt, but he'd be like very inquisitive as to like, why what? did you not laugh at that? What, what's funny? I'm like, dude, you, yeah. you're Dana Carvey. Don't, whatever you do is perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. Please, yeah. So Dana would probably be up there for sure. And of course, Rudy, let me ask you a question yeah. about that. Why did his TV show only last like two episodes? <gasps> There's a whole show on that. Yeah. There is. Oh, is there really? a show about mm-hmm. the show? Yeah. It was so, it was so there was like all these things of why it didn't work and one of it it was like following this oh. very serious segment. It's a really good show. I'll look it up and send you the link, Tom. It's it was yeah. pretty funny. Un- unfortunately, Dana is the best Scottie Pippen, but he'll never be a Michael Jordan. He'll yeah, never, yeah, yeah. Well, I take that. Yeah, because he's got because anytime <laughs> he was in something with somebody like one of his first films, uh, moving with Richard Pryor. 
great role when he was Wayne or when he was uh, Garth on Wayne's World when yep. he was he was always if he had somebody with him but he could never be that leading guy because he was just a little too out there you know mm-hmm. the, oh, yeah. uh, the book maybe. on it is too or, I mean the documentary is too funny to fail the life and death of the Dana Carvey show yeah so right. there's a story See, I think it. he's hilarious yeah I do, honest to God. I think he's absolutely hilarious uh, and a nice guy. I've only had him on a couple of times. I've only talked to him a couple of times, but he was a very, very pleasant guy to deal with, too. Yeah, he's incredibly nice. And the thing about him that I noticed the most was he's always he always has like a, a yellow legal pad in front of him, and it is filled with notes constantly. If you watch the Gary Shandling documentary, they just talked about how Gary Shandling would have piece of his, pieces of paper shoved in his pockets filled with notes. And Dana's the same way. Constantly writing, throw it on the ground. If somebody says something, he picks it up. He was like, oh, what was that line that I had earlier? Like, he's a machine, just a joke machine. And it's tough to find people like that, because nowadays you kind of have to be a comedian, and you got to be an editor, and you got to be an actor, and you got to do this, and you got to have a podcast, where he is just like, listen, you guys put me in a room with a microphone, or you point a camera at me, and I will make some gold. Right. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. Okay, who else? Did, we have to get to a couple more people. The, 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 well, we kind of skipped Alex. I can't think well, of anybody. No? Nobody impresses me. I'm impressed. I'm jaded. <laughs> I suppose that's because, though, Alex, you think about that. Since you were a little kid, you've met very famous people a lot, so I suppose it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I well, got that myself. Yeah, and I feel like it probably has more to do with people in my childhood freaking out about you being my dad. Mm. That too. It's and like so celebrity like is kind of soured yeah, to us. Fame to me is kind of like, it's just <laughs> a person. Nice like, just take it easy. They it's not... It's true. true. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I know that, uh, yes, there are certain people that... Like when I saw Paul McCartney in concert, I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. But, I don't know, talking to a person, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really phase you too much. Oh, yeah, like I said, it's been since you were a little kid, you know. Yeah. Both of you, as a matter of fact. So I understand that. Andy, are you going to take a pass too, like Alex, and just say, eh, I'm sick of people? I mean, no, he has one. I I'm know his. Kind of like that for most. It's interesting because, like, the bigger celebrities, if I have, like, real, like, I meet a really big celebrity. I don't really feel anything. It's like, okay, you're in movies. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But that's again then, your whole life. You met people. Like then this. I'll meet someone who did the voice of like, "Hey Arnold," and I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so cool." I don't know why I'm like that, but I am. No, who's like, your person that you've talked to that you were excited by? I know it. You know it, Alex. Who is it? Hmm. Say it at the same time. Three, two. <laughs> you can't. What's his face? I don't even know what his uh, name. Oh, yeah, the what's Simpsons his guy. <laughs> what's his? What do you Kenny, mean? Kenny, Kenny, something Kenny. The Simpsons what? guy Kenny. that we talked to. Talking about Tom, yeah. Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. We did have Tom Kenny on. We did have. Yeah, you liked him. Yeah, like Tom Kenny, Billy West. Um, Billy West was a Rob big Paulson. one. Rob yeah. Paulson. They were yeah. all very like yeah, yeah. They voiced everything in my childhood. So yeah, that was like, wild. When I remember when we had the SpongeBob guy on, and I was like, oh my gosh, SpongeBob. Right? Wild. Isn't there something too about the fact? That like you're <clears throat> watching the show, but you never see them. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. See them. And then and they hearing do the their voice. normal voice, and then yeah. they go into it. And yeah, it's yeah. yeah voice cool. actors are a special. Yeah, I know breed who you're people. talking about, but God, who was that? It wasn't Dana Gould. Was it? Yeah. Yes. Dana, Dana Gould. Gould. I was like, it's another was Dana, Dana, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't want to say Dana because that was maybe it's like maybe and I'm why, just thinking why Dana. Why was that a big deal to you? <laughs> he did some stuff on The Simpsons. And then he was also the voice of Gex, which I'm sure you know exactly 
the video game I'm talking about. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Everybody does. Of, did you say Dax? Gex. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Did you Who's say Dax? Dax? Yeah, no. oh. Jack and like, Daxter. Oh, da- Jack yeah. and Daxter, no. no. Andy, okay. make sure you pronounce your rays in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I got <laughs> lit up by everybody. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the yes. G and the, the D. The we got to yeah. enunciate better, people. Yeah. We're, it's on it. we're on radio. We got to figure that out. You know, before we move on, because we got a couple more people to get to, but one, one sad note is... And I think Andy really enjoyed it as well. But the one guy who thought the world of Andy and loved to talk to you, but he took it to another level for him. Gilbert Gottfried loved you. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Oh, Meeting him. Yeah, I was, good was. At, I was good at playing the straight man to their, like, they just randomly bring up some 50s comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They really were off the wall. They That's should, yeah, all they talked about was things that it's like, what in the hell are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> but they're also easy to riff on. off of, even though you don't know what they're saying, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that, that, well, Rudy, uh, you understand this. All the people, all the friends we've lost over the past two years, it's been hideous. Awful, man. Uh, I mean, just, and especially it was it's for the comedic world to have Gilbert, yeah. to have mm-hmm. Bob Saget, and to have Louie. All, I mean, just yeah. back to back to back like that. It was so hard. Were you in studio that day when Gilbert Godfrey came to uh, the the old ABC and he had hurt his back? Were you in studio that day? Yes. Oh, yes. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen because this is Gilbert Godfrey. I mean, he is yep. he's, he's huge. He's an A-lister, and he's walking around, and he had hurt his back, and he's walking through the hallways, and he comes kind of walking past my office, which I shared with somebody at the time, and he peeks his head around, and he goes... Do you guys have any aspirin? <laughs> just pain. Yeah, pain. yeah. And we just we gave him some aspirin, and then he laid on the floor for like twenty minutes. He was like, "Thanks, fellas," and then he just got oh up and walked God. away. I was like, "That is You're just like us." Yeah, just absolutely. Like us. Yeah. No, great guy. Really, mm-hmm. just a great guy. But yeah, that part was up. Okay, who else do we have to get to that, that really? But, like, okay, so on the other spectrum of your kids, like, I'm still shocked you guys take my calls. Like, Well, that's I, true, because I try not to. I, I know you do, but I know where you live. Um, <laughs> that's right. But, like, that's I'm, it. like, I think one of my, you know, talking about Louie, like, that was a big thing for me is when um, our boss was like, hey, Brittany, will you get a, you know, a bunch of just him saying, you know, the call letters and whatever. And, like, we were in the studio, and I thought that was just crazy and then one day I was with my nephews, um, we were at a hotel, and we uh, saw him. And he's like, Brittany, you know, in his voice, which I'm yeah. butchering, of course. And my nephews were like, how does he know? It was just like a crazy moment of worlds colliding. And I think that really, to this day, like, things like that blow my yeah. mind. I'm, I'm a kind of a low bar person, so it's like, if somebody came in here and they worked at Arby's and I was like, can I get a discount? Yeah. Like, I will be impressed with you. I will yeah. save you in the phone, my phone under a secret name just in case. Arby's I... Brandon. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, yeah, it, I'm shocked anyone talks to me. Although, I will say, I have a funny story about Brittany. Nice. She... So we've been friends for what? I was pregnant with Fawn when we first. Yeah. No, before no, I, I got pregnant. Yeah, yeah no, you were at my. But we weren't like friends. No, we weren't friends yet. There. She we didn't like f- you until she was pregnant with Fawn. Uh, yeah. Understandable. Yeah. But then we started running together yes. before I got pregnant with Fawn. But I just remember telling you I was pregnant with Fawn and like like it was yesterday. Anyway, so 
I asked you to go for a run once, and you're like, oh, I have to go to South Dakota because uh, my cousin's in the swim thing, and we got to watch her. And I was like, wild that she's driving all the way to South Dakota to watch her cousin no, swim. Omaha, I think. Omaha. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, Omaha. And I was like, that's interesting, thinking that it's just like a high school swim meet, whatever. And mm-hmm. then another time I asked her to do something, and she's like, oh, I'm going to this place to watch my cousin swim. And I was like, she's really into her, her whole family. She's like, yeah, my whole family goes. And I'm like, why are they all so into her cousin's Love swimming? swimming. What is happening? And then I found out that it's Katie Ledecky. Right. Like the greatest Olympian. swimmer ever. Right. Lead, <laughs> I was like, lead with that. I was like, Brittany, what? Like two years went by before I knew that it was Katie See, Ledecky. The story would make more she's, sense if you gave like, me context. She's like, I didn't want right. to say that it was. And I'm like, okay, well, this okay. is, you should tell people. This. Yes. Right. This lead is with cool. it as a very in the lead. It would explain your so behavior. It was. It was so funny, though, because swimming's one of those things. I mean, Katie Ledecky's very well known now, but swimming was one of those things that yeah. I would say, Katie Ledecky, and people would be like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know. know. So, I don't well, know. And then the Olympics, Olympics would come. Yes. And your husband, Dan, who's like a fan of all things people excelling yeah. in any sport ever, the man loves like the slapped me in the face Ooh. and was like, you've been hiding this the whole <laughs> friendship? <laughs> he did not slap her in the face. I don't remember I it that way. <laughs> so, so, that seems like an exaggeration. But okay. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. I've never done yeah. that. Just um, walked up to you. And- but yeah, no, it's, yeah, I think that's one of those ones that, like, I've had, I've probably tested the waters one time and then felt stupid about it. So yeah, because you were like, Katie Ledecky, thinking you were fancy, and they're like, I don't know. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You're, <laughs> you're a garbage person. Get out of our establishment. Nobody I cares. Like, yep, I will. Sounds great. But yeah. Get out of our establishment, really? <laughs> That was a deal. It was a Baskin Robbins. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, using the go. spoons that were used by other guests. <laughs> I was on a date. <laughs> oh, I hate that spoon oh, story. Yeah. Oh, oh, disgusting. That's why you can't say your A's. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, there you go. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Amy, what do you got? Who have you met that you were really impressed with? You know what? Dolly Parton. Oh, that's a big one. You know what's funny about her is she's been a star since, what, the 60s? And her star is probably bigger now than Mm -hmm. it ever was. And she's just a megastar. And she's a tiny tiny person like tiny isn't it amazing how small adults They're can be always and like stars are always small <laughs> yeah it is amazing she's yeah <laughs> Rudy that wasn't about you honey it's okay I was thinking about Jessica Simpson I walked by her once and I was like what? What? Yeah. You is, are so small. There and Tom Cruise is really so tiny. tiny. But mm. Dolly Parton is really small. She is 
just as lovely as you think she would be. She was so kind. I, I was bet. like a young intern. I was working at K102, and I had to bring some listeners back who had won the chance to meet her. She could not have been more patient and gracious. Right. It was not going right. according to schedule, and you know there was a lot of moving parts. And she just sat and talked to me, and I was just—I was probably twenty. And I just was like, you know, hi, Dolly Parton person. What are you doing? I bet she smelled so good. She smelled she good. She looked good. Did she wear hair what? perfume, do you think? Yeah, Like, I'm you sure just look does. at her and you go, you probably smell so good. You smell good. <laughs> she, but she, the, my biggest impression was she was nice. Yeah. yeah. She was and you were an intern. I was, I was way over my head yeah. just do, even doing that. And she couldn't have been nicer and more patient and just lovely. You could just tell being around her that she's got a big heart. And oh. I think that's why she's still a star. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. will say that about country singers. Oh, so nice. Yeah. So nice yeah. because having yep. worked yeah. in rock radio Same. and having to be around like pop stars and, and like actual legit rock stars, like, you know, not so much Ozzy because he was kind of a nice guy, but other people that were like halfway up the totem yes. pole of stardom, but they were just like tricks to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then like, oh, but then yeah. you meet country people, country are, the people best. are the best. They really are. Like when you get to meet Dolly or you have yeah. like an interaction with yeah. Carrie Underwood. Sweet as pie. Reba McIntyre, I've yeah. met many times. She's same, the exact same story that you're telling, Rudy. Reba McIntyre, Glenn Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I had to go to his trailer one time at WeFest, I think. It was when he was with, you know, too old a story for some of you, most of you, Tanya Tucker. They were had a famous oh, sort of torrid love affair. And yeah. I had to bring something for some reason to his trailer. So I brought whatever it was. And he just opened the door and he was like, "Hi!" I mean, just like you think, "Hi, I'm Glenn Campbell." And I was like, hey. All right. with that. And like Tanya, like and I like she was with him, and I was just like, "What is happening right now? I gotta go." And he was, yeah, he was good. But the country people are so down to earth. Yeah. Yep. Every you know? one of them. You're absolutely right. Okay, I'm getting a lot of questions. I just glanced at my phone quickly. Um, you know, obviously people listen to the show right now know how to do it, but the, are we going to do a kind of a tutorial to pass along to people or that the people listening right now can pass along to others? How many ways are there going to be to get this show? Because I know you mentioned several to me, Amy. It's it's actually going to be pretty straightforward. It's TomBernardShow.com. You can go there. That's probably going to be a first stop. Rudy and Brittany are going to put together a tutorial about how to listen, but it's not as hard as you think it is. If you have an app on your phone, if you have a phone that has apps, all you have to do is go to your app store, get the Tom Bernard Show app, download it, and literally you download it, you open it, and you hit play, and you're listening. Podcasts are there. The live stream is there. The family podcast will be there. and Merch. Merch is, oh, yeah. Merch shirts to come. With, yeah. <laughs> shirts with Tom's face on them. Yeah. just got yeah, very excited. Yeah, lots of Tevin lit up lots at the shower shoes. <laughs> just everything. You're going to want to see the merch. And the good <laughs> news is we are going to, like, if you download that app and you open it every single day during, between March, or I'm sorry, Feb 20 and March 20, we're gonna give away a thousand bucks to somebody. What? So. Me too. I can be in it. Right. So can family members. No, no. Yeah, family members. Call. When you took the job, Brett, you gave up the ability <laughs> to win the thousand dollars. All right. Well, okay. just learning that so again. Yeah, yeah. All news to me. Yeah, you can't win your yearly salary yeah, just come in on. one yeah. company. Okay. Come you have on. to work, work for it. Girls gotta eat. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you just, uh, my wife is over here to my right uh, filing for divorce for a thousand bucks a day. Yeah. We can get remarried. So yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It. People will understand. Yeah. It's money. Oh, they'll understand. It's a piece no of problem. paper. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, we should mention that the app doesn't cost anything, correct, for people to it's download the app? No, it's free. Free. It's free. 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 So. free 99. No, it's free and it works. We, we, we have apps that we've developed that are great. You just... Tom Bernard show, open it, you're listening. I have an idea of mm. having Tom on the radio, video, <laughs> actually Doing having it? to download the app oh, that's a great idea. and figure out how oh, to do it. Idea. Because if Tom can do it, well, the best part is, Catherine, you just told yourself you have to film Tom. That's right. Say. So we need somebody to film yeah. you filming Tom. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, I once stood at an Amazon return counter, had my dad have to get into my mom's phone and get into an Amazon return and send me the QR code. I was there for 45 minutes. You'll never be the same. I hate that stuff so much. And the women at the counter were just cracking up. I was like, yes, dad. I said that four times and he was on speaker and he's like, I wish you would have told me that. I was like, okay, you're acting like you're a thousand years old. Our motto is, if Tom can do it, anyone can do it. Exactly. The first time Tom took a, a photo on an iPhone. What? He takes my phone and he was like, where do I look? And I see his gigantic eye in the screen. He put his eye up to the camera. Where do we get it to go? Oh, my God. So just take it to Walgreens. The Polaroid is not printing out. Don't you get the vision of that commercial where the lady says, the Otua ladies are trying to figure out social media, and the one lady has all the pictures of people on the wall? Yeah, yeah. She goes, these are all my friends. They're on my wall. And the other lady's oh, yeah. like, that's not how this works. That's, that's not, not how any of this works. Mm. That's sort of you, Tom. It doesn't work like that. I don't know was what it, you're talking was about. Was it the Chappelle show idea. with the old black guy that was calling um, for Alexa something else? Oh, oh no, yeah. that was SNL. As, oh, that is so funny. Oh, my God, that was a hilarious. Alexander. That was really funny. What temperature is it? 98 degrees. I don't know about that. What are those kids doing across the street? That's <laughs> so great. What are they up to? It's an Alexa for older people. Yeah. Yes. We'll respond to any, any, like, any like name. Similar. It was Ish. funny. That was that the was greatest. It was the best. I know. I'm like, that's Tom. That's Tom right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom making another mistake. Yeah, yeah. Don't You've really leaned into yeah. the I don't do technology How? old man. Well, is he? <laughs> you want me to give you an example of why I. Here, I'll give you a, a little a little stat. You're going to love this one. This is why I love digital so much. Now, for things like this, it's wonderful. But I do think, and this is going to sound really weird, but they are considering raising the age of being allowed to use the Internet to about 16. Because apparently the death rate among young girls is rising rapidly because of the digital. It is because well, of phones and yeah. computers. I saw that story, It was I think, uh, yesterday and the day before. It just... I think yep. kids have just been through a lot in the last yes. five years, no especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And girls and boys, for that matter. I have a boy who's 22. I just, life is more complicated these days. And the pressure, yeah. oh, the pressure that we all felt in school before social media, I can't even get my head around yeah. what it would be like to be a, a self-conscious 
struggling with your self-esteem high school kid or middle school kid. And then you've got basically, you know, all the people you go to school with just on this thing that yeah. makes you feel that much smaller. Yeah, I plan on becoming Amish oh. when my daughter yeah, turns this, 10 I can, until they're like 22. Uh, I, you, I know you've got some numbers. Or no, they won't have phone numbers. Yeah. Addresses. Yeah, that, <laughs> but you could go to a barn yeah. raising. Yes. I could. Yeah, I could. I'd love a barn raising. Yeah, I just think, Tom, it's... I, I don't know about the, the age limit on it, but I just don't think it's great for kids. No, no, it's, not. Well, there's, no it's not. There's a whole thing called wait until 8th to give your kid a smartphone because yeah. it lowers the likelihood of depression, suicide, anxiety, yeah. right. catfishing, I mean, like all that stuff oh. if you wait until eighth grade. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I just think kids already put so much pressure on themselves. Totally. But to, to make that a thousandfold more by having social media access. Ugh. Yeah, and always just having something to do, you know? Yeah. I feel, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like kids now don't just... Sit, sit, or no. like. Well, when do you draw when's the last time you read sat? I mean, you do whatever. That. You I meditate. Do. I do. But like, I, I the other day was like, just sit here, Brittany. Like, just yeah, sit. You have here. to be so right. conscious about you have just to, sitting. Yeah. It's so wild. It is. Yeah. That's why I like ice fishing because there's the probability you can drop that damn thing down the hole and it's not coming back. Yeah, and, and beer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the other thing Beer's too. Good. But there is something about it, like because I was up on Lake of the Woods and I dropped my phone. We were out there for three days and I literally dropped my phone. <gasps> we were there for ten minutes and I dropped my phone in the hole <laughs> and was out there for three days with no phone. <laughs> and it was the most freeing thing I've ever had Isn't in my life. It? Yes. it was so great. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's so interesting about that whole deal because I do remember going all the way back now. I literally responded to to text messaging people or sending messages, receiving messages from people I didn't know, and I just said, nobody's ever talked to me like this in my entire life. Nobody's ever called me on the on a landline and said, "You suck, I hate your guts," blah blah blah. You know, right. I said nobody's ever talked to me like this before. And then I got to the point where it got so annoying. This is I don't know how long ago did this start? Twenty five years ago? Twenty years? Ago, when was it? About the internet? Like texting? No, social media. Text messaging on your phone. Well, I remember telling you, like, listen, you have to text. And you were like, I don't text. And I looked looked at your phone, and it was like a hundred plus. I go, people are texting you. And his response to you still do text is, I hate that shit. I know. That was what he said. Social media really took off probably, what, like 2007, 8? Yeah, that's about uh, yeah. Right. it was like right, right around like when I graduated from high school. Yeah. yeah, I remember MySpace was 2004, right into 2005, because I think it was the day yes. after Christmas 2004. Into, going into 2005 is when I opened up my my MySpace account, okay. and that was what we had. And I remember like mm-hmm. finally getting on board with that. And then when I moved to Minneapolis and got a radio job here. The company was very adamant that we got onto Facebook. And I'm like, I just learned MySpace. (laughs) I am not going to Facebook doing that. It took me so long to pick out a song for my MySpace. Top eight. And they're all coding. I mean, before that, I was uh, GeoCities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember GeoCities? Nobody remembers GeoCities. She's like, I actually made my own social media first. (laughs) We get it. You're smarter than (laughs) gay. What a show this what that show shot by today, I'm telling you, man. That was an hour and a half that went by very, very quickly. It did. Uh, Amy, what do you think? Pretty good choices you've made, huh? I think you are surrounded by, already you were surrounded by a pretty talented family, and now you're surrounded by Rudy and Britt, and it's going to be great. I thought you were going to say, now I'm here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm just, no, I'm just in the background. 
Now this this is going to be so much fun, but I, I I just and that's what I want. I really and no, it's not a secret. Uh, you know, Brittany was there, Rudy was there. It just was not a great place to be for the last ten years. It just was not about radio anymore. It was about hedge funds. That's what it was all about. Yeah. But so the best be revenge here. is living well, and that's no, what you're is. about to do. No. Yeah. Preach. No, you're absolutely right. So just the first. Well, since I started talking to Dan about this nine months ago to today, and and I'll tell you another thing, uh, you and Dan stepped up, Amy, and said we like this person, this person, and this person, and then we went and they they said whoever you want, let's get them. I mean, it's been wide open. This is going to be one hell of an experience, and I literally want the show to be just like it was today. It was fun. It was very natural. Nothing forced. None of this political BS that everybody loves to do, and I was forced to do for so long, and I. God, I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. But in any case, uh, I, I want to thank everybody for coming in today. Uh, it's, it was a great show. It's too bad the family doesn't get along with anybody on the show, though. That's really unfortunate. No, it's sad. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. tense even sitting yeah. in here. No eye yeah. contact. <laughs> We've all just been staring at the floor yeah. the whole time. I can't wait to leave. <laughs> can't wait to leave. Thank you again to Michael Barham. And that guy is so damn cool. Rudy, don't you just love him? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because as you were bringing up his list of credits, it was like my mind was unraveling his face and I was like yeah. oh yes that, that guy. guy yes absolutely I love that guy yeah everyone's seen him they just don't know it yeah no no he scared the hell out of me as a kid absolutely oh yeah just a loving fun jovial man who just scared gave you nightmares you yeah mm-hmm yeah, just a great guy. So we start at 7 o'clock on Monday, what? correct, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Brittany. What? Do you read your email? Okay, fine. I'll be there. <laughs> Brittany doesn't know what the hell is going so on. Lost. I checked my MySpace messages, and I'm not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Same. I texted it to Tom. Put you in my top eight. <laughs> By the way, the one pain in the ass, Rudy, for you and me is going to be on Thursdays, when Mike Gelfand will be in studio with us. Oh and Brittany and Gelfand together is just a disaster. That's yeah. my ride or die. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking <laughs> yeah, forward to go. it. Of all these years, I've never met the man what? face to face. No. I've never met oh, him either. Yeah, he's great. I love the guy. Yeah. Well, there's another guy. Perfect example. I absolutely adore him. I love the guy. There is nobody more liberal on earth than Mike Gelfand. So everybody's been talking about so many years. Blow it out your ass. How about that? Yeah, take that. <laughs> take that, man. Mm -hmm. No, this was great today. This show just flew by. So thank you so much. And and we get yeah, we'll have to have the kids on the on the morning show and have you guys come back here on the on this show because this this worked really well. I thought it'll all be on the app too. So all that's one true. Stop shop. One stop right. shopping for Tom. Try to Mark. behave until seven o'clock Monday morning. Okay. I will not. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it, damn it. Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much, and that's going to do it. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be hosted by the mayor of South St. Paul because Dougie Sprinthal is in Mexico with his feet up. So uh, Jimmy Francis works. is going to be on. Have you ever heard Jimmy do his Carl bit? Oh we have got to have him come on and do Carl because he's got this old guy kind of talks. I don't and think you're supposed to tell people. I, but not him. Like, just just uh, the lead in. Cats out of the bag. He does a brilliant room. impression and it's very funny. Well, and Jimmy worked at Hubbard for a long time. That, well, I, I met him. That. I met him when I was first there. So he'd been there 2004 to 2000. I don't know. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he's a good guy. Did he work with Sushray or something? I don't. I, honestly, I don't know what he did, honestly. But he was there. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, it happens a lot over there. Uh, we're going to have to do that, too, because Joe Sushray. And, and, and let me close with this because I'm going to open with it next Monday. 
Um, basically, I understand from my position, I'm just following Joe Suchere and what he did. He was the first guy that showed up in radio when we started this podcast 10 years ago. He showed up, uh, we did an appearance out at uh, the New Hope Cinema Grill, and Joe was there. Um, so, look, man, Joe has done a lot, and Amy and Dan and you and Joe and everybody else, obviously Rookie and everybody else, have done a hell of a job. Otherwise, I don't know if I'd be doing this if they hadn't shown me the example of how this can really work, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think Dan is a huge believer. Dan Seaman, who you've been talking to yeah. for nine months yep. about this, he's a huge believer in this, and he was like the force behind Garage Logic. And um, so, yeah, I think I think that you just came along at the absolute right time in history, Tom. To make That's history. it. I, we have made history we together. Made history. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everybody, go home and take it take it easy, and then uh, Monday we'll start kicking ass. But uh, everything will be good. Andy, we'll talk to you tomorrow, though. Yep. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody.